Hey guys, welcome to Active Ingredient, the podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and I'll be taking a deep dive into why people do what they do and what it is that drives them. I believe every single person has an active ingredient to them, aka a purpose, and all you have to do is uncover what that is and activate it. I'm looking at people across the board with fancy titles like editors and chiefs, founders and CEOs, to under the radar activists who are changing the world one person at a time. I want to get to the bottom of how they discovered their passion, how they channel their talent consistently, and ultimately, how their active ingredient is making the world a better place. Today's episode is with a good friend of mine, Beck Donlin of Sweat with Beck. Beck is an Australian fitness instructor who made her way from the other side of the world to New York City. She's since become a leading wellness influencer to watch who's known for keeping it real on Instagram. Like our girl likes the occasional tequila, I'm not going to lie, but she owns it and she just makes wellness relatable and approachable. And that's why everyone loves her. She's also now the founder of Go Basic, a healthy snack company. Beck is a born hustler who got her start as a personal trainer in the fitness space and has since amassed a loyal cult following for her Babes and Bands class, available at Bandier and Project by Equinox in New York. On today's episode, we talk about how Beck went from knowing absolutely no one in the U.S., to networking her way to build her brand into what it is today. And today, she's traveling the entire globe sharing her workouts. So she's definitely got something right. We also talk about how a terrible injury led her to start taking CBD daily, which eventually ended with her starting her Insta-famous brand, Go Basic. During the episode, she shares the realities of turning your side hustle into your main hustle and what it takes in order to get there. And it takes a lot of resilience. So with that, let's get into the episode with the one and only Miss Beck Donlin. So I'm here with Beck Donlin of Sweat with Beck. Hey gang. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Beck, can you give us a little background of what you do? What I do? Basically everything. Um, so <laughs> actually. Actually. Um, it's funny. Recently I've had trouble explaining it. I think we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically everything. So I'm in the health and wellness realm. Um, I used to do a solely personal training and nutrition mm-hmm. coaching, and now I've branched that out into more of a lifestyle brand. So now I have fitness products. I've got my booty bands, and then I do a whole bunch of travel fitness as well. I partner with a lot of hotels, and then also I've got my food products, which is so CBD chocolate and protein balls. So literally everything. Basically everything. Yeah. She is like number one hustler, like <laughs> every day coming up with a new project, new idea. Love the side hustle. I'm all she about is, it. She's the definition. <laughs> of a side hustle. Um, so obviously we've heard of this Australian accent. You're Australian. Where in Australia are you from? It's very subtle. I know. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, you got in twangy? And what? Have you gotten twangy? Like have, has it like gotten a little American or no? Oh, it's definitely calmed down. I remember when I first moved here, one of my girlfriends, she's like, oh my God. She's like, you just need to like tone it down a bit. Really? You need to stop being so Australian because it was so insane. It's also hard to understand Australians over calls. No one can understand me. I, I had anxiety. No, I had full anxiety about calling people. No joke. I'm like, oh my God, can't do anything. Really? Because I couldn't like, if I had a problem with my bank, I couldn't call anybody because I'm like, they're not going to understand me. There's no point. It's like, so this is just so Australian. So I've now. I've so many clients that I'm like, wait, can you repeat that sentence five more times? Because I just like don't, yeah, I can't understand. Exactly. That's why I become like a chronic texter. It's terrible. But no, um, so I'm from Melbourne. Amazing. Originally, yeah. So I've been here for awesome. five and a half years. Okay. So can you kind of walk us back from back to the beginning? Can you explain what your first job was? Was it related to what you're doing now? My first job ever? Your first job ever in Australia. (laughs) Well, my first job ever, um, I I worked at Subway and I was a sandwich artist. 
Stop. Um, I loved Happy Gilmore as a child. It's one of the videos we probably watched so much that we broke the VHS. And so when Subway opened in Australia, it was a big deal. When I was 14 and nine months, I applied. And then Wait, how do you remember that you were 14 and nine months? Because that's the legal age you're allowed to get a job. So as soon as I was allowed to get a job, I'm like, I'm done. I'm getting a job. I want to work. I just want to work. So always a hustler. Fucking loved it. Because then I'm like, wait, this is my money. This is amazing. And that was my whole mentality 100%. behind it. So then within like eight weeks of working there, I became uh, the manager, which is hilarious. This is so <laughs> telling. This is so telling of who you are as a person. So like funny. knowing you now. <laughs> So, okay, so you're Subway's manager. I'm Subway's manager. And so I do about maybe 20 hours a week on top of school because I was also like in year nine, <laughs> like I was doing school. Stop. And so that was like my, I loved it. And so it was great because so my friends would come in, all the really cute footy, football players would come in. Ooh. And so I'd be able to like hook them up with free Subway. And yeah, I was a sandwich artist. So, so then from sandwich artistry. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, let me tell you though. I did break the record in all of Victoria. This Stop. is hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God, so Subway have this thing and it's all like, so it's very like OCD of how they apply everything to the sandwich, that how makes you me cut feel the better. bread and then how they like, how many pieces of meat, how many pieces of cucumber, like olives and everything like that. And so I broke the record for being able to do it the fastest. So I could do <laughs> and perfect. So everything from cutting the bread to putting every, like, say it was like a club, like, so nine pieces of meat, four pieces of cheese, and then like every Stop. salad thing completely layered perfectly, wrapped, fo- sauces wrapped, folded. I could do it in 45 seconds. Wait, that is really <laughs> impressive. Do you still make sandwiches? I, I don't eat bread, but I'm well, really competitive at all this stuff. No, so. I mean, this is, this is so telling of your personality. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to be at Subway. I'm going to turn to the manager. I'm also going to be the best at it. I'm going to be the fucking best at it. Exactly. And that's like how I feel like you are in this but health and wellness industry. Basically, so growing up, my mom, she was like, look, I don't care if you're a garbage collector. If you want to be a garbage collector, do it. But you are going to be the best garbage collector there can be. And so I think unknowingly I was very like rebellious from my parents, like generally just because I'm like, I don't need anybody. I'm so independent. Mm -hmm. But I think that mentality was just kind of ingrained in me of like, I've just got to be the best, obviously. And so that was why I was like, yeah. So was your mom also an entrepreneur? No, no, she's not. Well, she loved, she loved a little like home-based side business, you know what I mean? So like she's really, so she's a nurse. Um, but when she had us, she's like, I'm going to become a dressmaker. I'm going to do that on the side. Now I'm going to be the costume mum at school. Now I'm going to be doing this and this. So she, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like daughter. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. She loves so it. So cool. It's good fun. So then yeah. from Subway, how did you, I mean, walk, walk <laughs> how did my how, career progress? Yeah, I'm oh, like, okay. Oh, so, let me tell you. <laughs> so you're making a little money on the side. Yeah. I'm and also 15. Yeah, so you're 15. <laughs> so that's your first job. Why don't you actually walk me through when you first got into the health and wellness industry? That might be better. Yeah, yes. so that okay. might make a little more sense. Yeah. Um, so I actually, how I got into the health and wellness industry, I've always been like nutrition obsessed. I've always been like allergic to all sorts of weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, so nutrition's like fascinated me. Not in like, a, I've never counted calories, not that type of way, but more so like things that food can do to your body it just I find it so interesting and how I could have one thing and I'm like feel like I've been run over and then I can have another and I can feel good and so that's always like been like a fascination of mine and I've like suffered from it very badly um at the time when I found out about all my allergies I was working in hospitality how old were you I was probably it was early 20s so I think I was like 23 22 23 Mm -hmm. um and 
so then I got really into the food factor, but I was also working in hospitality, but I'm like, I need to start like working out and doing things because I didn't, I don't like sport at all. Mm-hmm. I've never played a game of sport in my life. Interesting. For being so competitive. I know, but I hate that because I'm competitive against myself, but on a team That's thing, I don't be. like looking like, I don't like that. I just, I'm not into it. Do you mean? Yeah. Like it's, I've never been very coordinated. I've never been good at things that would make you good at sport. So I'm just like, ah, it's just scared me, intimidating. So, so I'm like, instead I'm just going to pretend that I don't care and I'm good and I'll just ignore that whole realm. Yeah. That's, I'm very like that as well. It's yeah. Okay. Um, so I've never played any sport and then um, I was like, okay, I'm going to start getting into going to the gym because I'm like, okay, it's going to help me sleep. It's also going to help my body function better when I'm like having these allergic reactions yeah. and everything. So then um, trying to go to the gym and then being a door bitch at like Melbourne's biggest nightclub, right? Okay. You were and a doorman? I was a door bitch. Thank oh, you a door bitch. <laughs> That's what we were called. So, yes, I was a selector. Um, so, I Let did. Let me just that. say that that job is very lucrative. It is very lucrative, <laughs> but also it's like, it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. But so, I did that for three nights a week. And then the other nights, I was a cocktail bartender. Um, also lucrative. Yeah, so it was great. <laughs> so, um, but doing these hospitality hours, I realized I'm like, hang on, like I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm really trying to like work out. None of my work friends will ever work out with me because yeah. working out was not cool then at all. That yeah. was like what nine years ago. Like it was it, not a trend not, not at all. Thing. You'd think of like health and wellness or working out, and you'd be like, ew, fake tans, chicken, broccoli, gym, like really like douchebaggy stuff. Yeah, and yeah, so it's yeah. kind of grossed you out. So my whole thing was I'm like, wait, there's nothing that makes fitness cool right now. It's ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, I really like it. I need to do it. There's no one like none of all my workmates are basically dying on the inside because all they do is go out and party and mm-hmm. they barely sleep and this and that. There's nothing that would make people like that want to go work out ever. And so that's how kind of Sweat With Beck was born in a way because I wanted to have an option for these people. So kind of making it cool and normal, being like, do you know what? It's okay. You can do both. And it's like making it right. accessible. So same with like you look at like the socialite, the fashionista, all these people and these like the PR girls, like every those types of people. People. Mm-hmm. back there was nothing that looked that was cool workout wise nothing that was like kind of oh like this is like i'm not going to hang out with like a complete fitness crazy extreme right. nerds do you know what i mean because like otherwise well it's like people going to their personal trainer and they're like oh yeah i'm just lying to them i just can't tell them i went out last night why the fuck not like we all do it it's right. okay and that should be okay but so these people are generally turned off by fitness back then they were because like well i can't tell them trainer anything i can't tell you know because it yeah. just didn't happen so that's how so i was trying to find something so accessible for those people that's really cool that you had the foresight and like the i don't understand really what were you doing with these people were you like training them or were no. you just like creating like groups of people that would work out together like how? no to start off with i was like okay cool so now this is missing so now i'm gonna start yeah. getting into it so everyone it was it was funny i think 50 percent of my friends were like oh bye we'll never talk to you again really uh, yeah it was really interesting um, but because, this is when you launched with back or was it just like when you were like starting to work out? Um, when I decided I wanted to quit bartending because oh, okay. I, because I made the change. So I quit bartending got it. Got it, got and got it. quit doing door. Cause also like I couldn't be up till 5am every single night got and it. then try and like I was studying. So in New York, in um, Australia, yeah. um, fitness is taken a little bit more seriously than here, shall yeah. we say. <laughs> so it's, um, a lot longer course. It's a lot more like deliverables and things like that. So we basically have to take six months off to do it. Do you know what I mean? Got it. Um, cause it's, it's, which is great. What's the course called? 
Well, so you do like certain certificates. So it's like certificate in fitness, four and five, and like three, four and five. Okay. But um, here you can go online and do a six-week course and you're good. So there it's like contact face-to-face. You have to, it's like going back to school. Right. Do you know what I mean? So that was a bit of a shock for me. That's like pretty impressive though. Like no one else was doing it. It's not a cool thing. How did you how did you know that you could leave this industry that you were in and know that you can actually make it doing something that wasn't even cool at the time? Um I didn't at all, but I never understood do something you're passionate about. Do something you're passionate about. It's school that drive it down your throat. It's like, you know, but then I like, what are you what are you passionate about? What do you love? And I'm like, well, I love fashion. I've always loved fashion. So when I left school, I started doing fashion and I was like I don't like this at all this Mm -hmm. is I'm like I love it I like it but I don't really like I'm not obsessed with it then I did a year of PR and I'm like nah I love I like it it's cool but like I just can't do like that much crazy studying for like when you're learning to do it it's not my thing and so I'm like I just don't get this whole like I'm like I'm not passionate about anything so I'm like do you know what I'm going to do hospitality I'm good at it it's fun whatever while I sort myself out um and that's when I found the fitness thing I'm like wait holy shit I'm never thought I'm never understood the terms I'm passionate about something until I found this so it was one of those things where I'm like okay this is a huge risk I know it's probably it might not work but at the same time it's like if I love it this much and I it's the first thing I'm like oh my god I get it then it's got to be good do you know what I mean totally yeah so were you going in with the intention of doing personal training Yes, that's how I started. So I'm like, okay, I'll start off as a personal trainer and then I'm like doing recipes and everything. And I think around that time, Instagram was just kind of starting, right, and getting cool. So I'm like, all right, okay. I'm going to start and like, so my friend's like, yeah, cool. We don't care about your recipes. Great. Another smoothie. We get it. And I'm just like, (laughs) okay, fine. And so I was just like starting to like test the waters on things like that. And that's how that all started. Amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So now you're doing personal training still in Australia. Yes, so I'm personal training in Australia. Um, how many I, clients? Like, how did you even go about getting your first clients? So I got a job at a – I was – my first job, I was very lucky. I got a job at a really high-end gym, which was oh, great. Um, did you hustle your way to get in there? Yeah, it was good. Well, because I was like – I'm very um, – a little bit of a psychopath with manifesting things. Like, you know, when people say, what are your goals? Like, I will never tell anybody my goals ever. But, like, like, where do you see yourself in two years? And I'm like, well, I don't know because I don't want to put a ceiling on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, kind of, like, because I know I'm going to do better than that. So when I was at school, like when I was doing like um, personal training school, I was just like, I just have to work there. There's no, it's I, I have to work at this place. This is the only place What's I need place? to work. At the time, it was South Pacific Health Club in St Kilda on the beach, Ooh, um, so and it was super bougie and lovely. Uh-huh. But I think like three months into working there, I was like, cool, I hate this. I have to go. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So. Um, I just think I, because I'd already had my own website set up, I'd had all these ideas for Sweat with Beck and what it was going to be and yeah. this and that, and I'm like, wait, I can't work for someone else. I have to do this by myself. Um, at the same time all this was happening, I had applied for the green card lottery and I was so hell-bent on winning the green card lottery. I'm like, no, it's happening. You manifest. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Um, so, yeah, because I'd been to America with my girlfriends, yeah. I think maybe a year and a half earlier. Just one time. One time we did three months, we took three months off 
Um, it was my door girls actually. Um, so we took three months off and we did, we drove all the way from like San Diego to San Francisco. We did LA, we did Vegas, we flew to Miami. We did two weeks in Miami, two weeks in the Bahamas, two weeks in Cuba. We, I haven't even been to Cuba. Oh, I know. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I'm so Cuban. I'm, no, but, oh really? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I remember going back to LA and everyone had already gone home and my flight was like two days later and my friend was driving me to the airport and I was like kind of like sobbing and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm really not. I can't leave. I'm like, I feel so at home here. I'm like, this is a thing. I have to live here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, everyone says that. No, no. I'm like, no, no, no. I really have to live here. I'm like, I can't. I don't understand. I can't do it. How do people do it? And he's like, there's this thing called the green card lottery. It sounds like a load of shit. I don't know anybody that's ever won it, but go home and look at it. It's like, it costs $50 to enter. Yeah. And, you know, they draw it once a year. And I'm like, it sounds ridiculous, but cool. I'm on it. Okay. I remember getting on the plane. It's like so vivid, you know, those memories. Yeah. And um, we were about to take off and they were playing Hollywood by Madonna. And I like burst into tears and the air hostess Stop. comes up to me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, um, I'm just leaving my boyfriend in America. <laughs> I'm really sad. And really, I'm like, I'm going home to see my boyfriend. I'm just so upset that I have like to actually America. leave America. So when I came home, um, I applied for the green card lottery. And I was just like, it was everything. I'm like, if I don't win this, I literally don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, my life's going to fall apart. I have to win this. I have to win. I based every single decision for the next like eight months on, oh, because I'm winning and I'm moving to America. So I was like, I was like not signing leases. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was like, literally like I'm moving. And everyone's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. And I like wake up in the middle of the night and like with like a, oh my God, I've won. Checking my email. Like, oh no, it was a dream. Like, like fully crazy. And I've never That's been insane. into the manifesting thing before this. How did this. you get into manifesting? No, I was just, I don't know. It was just one of those real like eyes on the prize. Like I'm, it's happening. Yeah. It's but happening. like how... I mean, I don't, it wasn't, I wasn't like, a, I didn't read a book or anything like that. It was more so, no, 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 I've just, I've just got to really, you fucking, just I just have you to decided. focus on this. I have to focus on this. And so then, um, yeah, like what, 12 months later, because it takes so long to give you your results. Um, they, they drew it and I woke up in the middle of the night to an actual email being like, you've won. And I was like, remember like, just like crying, like, like what the fuck freaking out being like, holy shit, this is happening. That's insane. Um, calling my parents and like, yeah, Beck, this sounds fake. Are you sure? Calling my best friends like, it's fake. You didn't win. You didn't win. And I think up until like, so then you have to like do all your processing and things yeah. like that. So then it took another year to actually get my visa and move over. But it was funny. Like, so I had a boyfriend at the time, um, and I was like, the whole time we were together, I'm like, well, I'm moving to America, so this probably won't last. I'm moving to America. And so then when I won, he's like, cool, I'll come with you. Um, and so I'd never been to New York before at all. I didn't really want it. I hated the idea of New York. New York mm. was like, this sounds fucking terrible. Really? What? It's cold. Ew. <laughs> it's like a city. Gross. And like, everyone's just, I'm sure everyone's just nasty mm-hmm. and unhappy. Um, and Not I just, that far off. I know, right? <laughs> that was my original because I'd never been. But it's also the best. I know. And so then it's so funny. So he was like, okay, like uh, the compromise, I'll move over with you if I you move to New York because I can get work in New York and get sponsored. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I only want to move to LA. I only want to live in LA. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll compromise. So we did the first month in LA to get it out of my system. That was like my little gift to mm-hmm. myself. Um, and then he was like, I have to go to New York now. I'm like, cool, I'm just going to extend it another like two weeks, you know, because I was just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm so happy in LA. This is it. This is it. And then um, when I finally went to New York, I was like, this is 
awful. Oh my God, what have I done? I was just like, this is so bad because it was like snowing in like fucking March. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm so cold. But it was really like, you'd have those New York moments. You walk down the street and like, oh my God, I'm in New York. So then the next like three to four months were like extreme highs, extreme lows, I guess. of like, oh my God, I love it. And then the next minute I'm like in Whole Foods trying to like eat my feelings. And like, I'm like trying to make this like here. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. (laughs) Um, And so I think it was like four months in, um, I loved New York. Uh, my boyfriend at the time hated it, so he moved home. And, yeah, I stayed. So, okay, so you moved here and you went to L.A. first and then to New York. Were you doing seeing clients in L.A. and New York? No. I took off – so I put everything on hold about a month Two weeks, I don't know, three weeks before I left, I stopped work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still doing, like, fun, like, you know, like, recipes and stuff and still working out myself, but I stopped training all clients because, obviously, relocating your entire life is a pretty big deal. Yeah, so I'm totally. like, okay, I need to, like, do this properly. So it was, like, you know, yeah. selling off all my stuff, doing this, doing that, yeah. like, seeing everyone you've ever met because Australia is literally the other side of the world. So I'm like, it's going to be a minute. Um, yeah. And then I had a month off in L.A. because that's also before I moved. I think I was working, like, 80 hours a week. I was doing because I started. In Australia, just, like, ranking up and, like, cause I was Because then I started bartending again I started door bitching again and I was personal training so I was getting home like 4am and then waking up at 6am to go to work and I was just like you're doing that with the intention of knowing that you're going to move and you needed money well it was like the last three months I'm like it's just time to fucking hustle you know what I mean so I was like I'm just doing whatever it takes yeah I was doing like you see like that's what I feel like a lot of people don't talk about like it takes that to be able to make it work like you you obviously you're Australian moving to New York you don't know anyone like yeah how are you how do you like build that baseline of clients you need time you need to network no. you need to have money to be able to sustain your life and that's exactly and people don't talk about that like three to six month hustle and that's what's so annoying and, and that's the thing it's like moving to new york yeah it's great whatever no i literally did not have a fucking life like no you like yeah. just six months beforehand because i'm like i need to save every little bit of money possible because when i get there my plan was like to not work for four months because if you plan to not work for four months that wasn't intentional but i'm just like because basically by the time you finally get a job you get an apartment you do this you do that it's basically going to be like four months without working or like no yeah. income you know like no no fun yeah. money you know what i mean so i'm like if i save my ass off now and work like a fucking pack horse <laughs> then this is gonna happen and that's i think why it happened yeah that's so crazy yeah. so you had four months and what were you doing in those four months so the first month obviously i was like in six weeks in la then the first two weeks in new york i think i was like like in shock having a meltdown yeah. of like oh my god it's so cold what yeah. am i doing why yeah. did i do this um and then i got my first job in new york at what was it anchor bar and i was a bartender (laughs) so because bartenders get paid very well in the city so i was like cool i can do that friday and saturday nights for now while i find the fitness job that i want do you know and work out what i'm going to do so whether it's going to be do i go straight into launching sweat with beck which i thought could be stupid because i literally did not know anybody in new york and that's like how do you just start like spruiking on the corner it's a bit weird um so then i did yeah so then i applied for equinox because i'm like okay equinox is amazing yes be a trainer Yes. And I'm like, yes, it's going to be, it's not exactly what I want right now, Mm -hmm. but it's a stepping stone to what I want to do. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to use it for networking. I'm going to use it to get my base and just to meet people in the fitness industry because otherwise, like, I don't know anybody. (laughs) Um, So I got my job at Printing House. 
<laughs> yeah, so that was nice as well to like apply and be like, okay, cool. I could like I got yeah. the nice one as well. So it was really yeah. good. So um started working there, absolutely hated it. Like really? yeah, it was awful. It was really bad. For how long? Um I was there probably twelve months, a while. But I was also bartending on the side. Yeah. So I was making Equinox barely, like, I don't know how people survive off that. Like, it's the money is horrendous, right? But I was bartending on the weekends, so that was okay. So that basically covered my living. And then Equinox was like, okay, cool. This is like my, I'm just sticking it out. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to meet people. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Did, it, did yeah. it serve that purpose? Um, it was great. It really did. It was okay. great because so I did not. Know. For it was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, two of my best friends are two of people. Like, one guy that used to come into Equinox all the time, and he became one of my best friends. And then, like, it's, so it's yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Okay. So then, after those twelve months, how did you, how did you depart? Um, the departure was an interesting story. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, okay, so my mum got really sick, unfortunately, um, and it was, I think it was, like, October, and I'm like, shit, this might, I don't know which, how this is going to go, like, that's, mm-hmm. I think I just need to be home, yeah. I need to go home, I have to be home for this, like, it's bad enough being on the other side of the world, but when you're that age, when shit starts happening to your parents, all of a sudden you're like, this is getting kind of real, and I can't even, like, call you properly to be like, right. what's going on? So um, I'm like, I need to go home, so I remember having a meeting with my manager at the time and being like look I've got to go home this is really important they're like you can't go home and I'm like well I have I need time off I need two weeks off and they're like you can't take two weeks off and I'm like I'm a casual employee like I'm only getting paid for the hours I work and they're like we don't care you're not having time off I'm like all right cool I'm like in that case this has been really great but I think I'm gonna have to leave and at the time I was doing like over 40 sessions a week for them like 45 sessions a week for them so I was one of their like top trainers but I'm just like all right fine okay that's it and so they were like okay look we understand you're going to move home because your mum I'm like not exactly moving home but I'm just whatever I'm like so we'll let you do your two weeks notice that's fine now retroactively thank you I'm like thanks so much guys I really appreciate it so I went home. That was great. And mum, like, I spent, like, three weeks with mum. I ended up going home for three weeks instead because I'm like, well, fuck it. Don't have a job to go back to. Yeah. Why not? Um, no, and good. then I, yeah, wait, what happened? Yeah, went home, spent a lot of time with my family. It was so nice. Um, things were good. Mum was doing well with the doctors. I'm like, cool, I'm going to go back to New York. Came back to New York and I went to and equinox like whatever and they're like you are not allowed on the premises and i'm like what i'm sorry what because i went to join an equinox like no no no. you are blacklisted you are not allowed on the premises we've been told you're never allowed to step foot inside an equinox again and i'm like i'm sorry what and it was like the most ridiculous thing ever so i could not go to an equinox at all and apparently it's like so funny because you're literally the face of fitness and you're not allowed an equinox I I know and so I'm like wait what the fuck and so yeah it's very funny what happened because they think that I made up that my mum was sick so I could go home on a vacation and then I lied to them and I told them that I was moving home permanently and I'm like why would I give up everything I've fought for so far like, I love my mum, don't get me wrong, but she's sick. Like, she's not... Right. Like, it's 
like it's bad, but it's not. We don't know how bad. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. going home now. The next step, if it got worse, would be to move home. But it's. I never it, said it was right. that bad. So they thought that I lied to them, and then yeah, and they wouldn't why. even let you join. No, I wasn't allowed to join, which is funny because obviously, X amount two two and a half years later, right. Project by Equinox. So Equinox approached me, a corporate call me, and they're like, hey we're opening this space for fitness rebels we think you'd be perfect for it and i'm like yeah no shit I'm like, number one rebel like so much so that you guys didn't even let me join. i know like wait does that mean i'm allowed back on the premises and they're like yes yes it does i'm like oh thank you so much so, that's crazy i never knew that story yeah pretty it's funny. so funny yeah it's pretty funny so then this was i mean i feel like the project was like a year or two years no ago. that was two years ago so yeah but sorry i skipped forward a bit but it was pretty funny So, so started sweat with Beck. Uh-huh. I was like, um, so I'm like, that's okay. I'm just going to like, so I know so many people through like, it's great network yeah. work now, this and that. I'm just going to start like, because I've. So you built this network over the course I, of working at Equinox. Equinox, but then also like making friends and this and that. You Did know, bartending like, so, help you also? Oh my God, so much. You know, you just meet so many different people. It's like, here's a shot. Home. Let's be besties and like. Yeah. And let's work out. Yeah. Exactly. And then tomorrow let's sweat it out. Yeah. So, um. That was good. So I had a much better network by yeah. then, but I was still like, it was still early days. I mean, I, like compared to now, it was like literally nothing. Right. Um, but I found my feet a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to do my own business. I'm going to do it all on the side. I'm like, do it. Whatever. How did you announce it? Um, I think it was just through Instagram. Like I properly set up my website. I did another photo shoot for like proper photos and everything like that. And then I was just using the Instagram thing, which is great. Um, have you had a mentor at all during this time that's like done something similar that you've kind of like asked for help or like guidance not really and it's um a couple of years like years into later I got a little bit of mentoring um with Gunnar Peterson was good for like a bit of advice and stuff but um apart from that like I've done I've winged a lot of it do you know what I mean like I've really it's been trial and error so it's kind of I really understand the value in a mentor most mentors don't have time for people and I get it. Do you know what I mean? So right. it's really hard. So I think you've really got to be that self-starter mentality and just and be like, ask the right questions when you need it. Ask the right questions when shit, like exactly when shit hits the fan or you're like, okay, I really yeah. need help. Don't be scared to re- reach out. I feel like that, that word mentor is like so loaded and people think that someone's it's just going to like so- give you a roadmap and it's like, no, you have to figure it out for yourself. And then when you're stuck on something and that's the thing, and you know that someone else may or may not hold the answer, before, then you hit before. them up. Right. That's exactly it. And I feel like everyone's like, I just don't like, can you just do it for me? It's like, no, like that's bullshit. No, I think. Do it and yourself, as well, try, fail, come back to me. And that's exactly it. And yeah. even I know when I'm mentoring people, right? Yeah. I, I myself, it's like, well, what have you done so far? Nothing. Okay, cool. Like give something a shot because I could mentor you for days, but you might not like that rep. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, you need to know that someone can do it themselves also. And that has, like, the hustle and drive that so is worth your time because to that's invest Because half, half the battle is that. Do right. you know what I mean? And it's like – and I would never say no to mentoring someone ever. Right. But at the same time, you want to know that they're, re- like, they're a hustler. They can do totally. it. You know, and they have what it takes to – like, shit is not glamorous. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you do not – like, especially in wellness, you do not make any money for so long. It's, yeah. like, it's that's so – That's actually really good advice because I feel like so many people see the highlight at the end of your journey like I didn't know half of the stuff from you I know yeah. I've always known that you're a super hustler and like yeah. have all these side things going on all the time but the purpose of this podcast is active ingredient and it's basically yeah. to help people like I've been one of these people that have been confused on what that passion is and how to how to attack it how to like yeah. make it and kind of 
channel your talent or whatever it is that you want to go after consistently enough to like make it come to fruition. And I feel like a lot of the times people don't understand that like it takes like right now I just went off to work on my own. Like I understood that for like the first six months I wasn't going to be making the salary that I was making before. It takes like, can you give like some sort of advice on like the things that you have to tell people that are planning on doing something that may not be what they're doing now? Like what are the things that you need to prepare for and be okay? Honestly, what I tell all my friends that are like, Oh my God, you've got your own business, but you're just so lucky. I'm like, it's literally no luck at all. Like, okay. Winning the green card lottery. Yes. That was luck. I will say that. Yeah. But apart from that, it's for me, I tell people it's like, save your money, save your money like Mm -hmm. crazy. So don't order seamless every fucking night. Like cook, do this, do that, do Mm -hmm. whatever it takes to save money in particular ways. If you're going to open your own business, plan to make no money from four to six months. If you can support yourself completely without an income at all, right, in four to six months, then that takes so much stress out of the business because otherwise if you're trying to like if you're thinking about money every two seconds because you're not making it or then you get anxiety about it then you're not going to be a good decision maker so you're better off trying to save as much as you can so then it's like okay if you've accepted and mentally accepted you know it's okay it's like basically a working vacation i'm not i'm not earning anything right now you're going to make better decisions you're going to be able to be more creative you're going to have more drive but you're going to set up a better base and structure and then you're going to fucking kill it but you need to have that first because you shouldn't have to not, you start like taking projects and taking things on that can hurt you in the long run that's for exactly that immediate it. gratification just to like hit that bank number and that you need to survive and that's it's, exactly it and I get it like yeah. I've done so many shitty jobs do you know that's what I mean that's my like, next question I feel like I, and something that I've also struggled with, yeah. struggled with is like when how do you kind of like gauge whether or not an opportunity is something that you should go for when it's not something that kind of fulfills you 100% but you know will give you that peace of mind to be able to do the next thing look not everything's glamorous okay like it's that's life do you know what I mean there are going to be things you're not going to want to do um if it's an opportunity obviously I'm not saying like go shoot a sex tape but like that is a bad (laughs) opportunity you know but I'm saying well it works for Kardashians but what I'm just saying is like as long as it's not damaging your brand in any particular way or your vision like if I believe in eating plant-based things I'm not going to be on a steak commercial do you know what I mean like if I'm claiming I'm vegan like that would be a dumb thing to do I'm not vegan by the way very important (laughs) to know that um all the ham and prosciutto companies send them over but that's what I'm saying but I'm just being like that would be a stupid thing to do so as long as it's like you know your values do you know what I mean know your core worth know everything like that if you don't feel good about it as far as like oh I don't know like it's a bit risque or it's a bit cheesy or it's a bit uh, like for those reasons if it's something that irks you out in your, in your gut don't, don't do it. it but if it's something like oh it's kind of lame I don't know if I want people to think I'm into this like you know whatever that's kind of stupid because we've all been there right. and you all have to do it no one is that cool from right. day one you know what yeah, I mean like Kim Kardashian was on a Cars Jr. commercial yeah no, right? but, but like she's got had a shit ton for it do you know what I mean right. it's kind of like you gotta think like some things you do like not everything has to be super cool not everything has to be everyone understands that you've got to hustle and you are also building a brand and if you have to do certain things to build out a brand if you do have to do certain things for free in that process for exposure then that's okay do you know because everyone gets it yeah. and if totally. people around you don't get it I, my big advice to people that are starting their own businesses is trying to find some friends with their own businesses. And that has been... I couldn't a, agree And you and more. I have spoken about this before. I could not agree This more. is something that, like, I even get, like, fucking goosebumps talking about it because I'm so passionate about this one. Like, make sure the crew of people around you 
are slightly entrepreneurial or they get it because the other thing is like if you work for someone that's great and that's awesome mm-hmm. whatever but it's a different kind of work when six o'clock hits you walk out and that's and it you're done. and you're done and you're completely yeah. done when you've got your own business and you're never done you are literally never done you're like always behind the eight ball because you're, you're just- always behind you're always lacking you're always trying to like get your head above water and you're like oh my god fuck i've just got so much to do mm-hmm. every time you like if i go out and have a big night like it's like oh shit okay i've really gonna double time it tomorrow because yeah. i've like i've really you know i've got so much to do and you're constantly in this scheme of like catch up also like friends for dinner cool let's meet at six i'm like fuck i'm still working shit 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 and so like if you're friends with their own business, they're more likely to be okay. Like, yo, I've got so much work to do. Can we make it seven? Yeah. Can we make it seven thirty? Let's still work out on Saturday. And do you not? Know let's and do then, something else. Yeah. So, like, do you not? Know I get it because instantly it gives you a get out of jail free card with a lot of work stuff. Because yeah. if you're stuck doing events or works or whatever it may be, also if you're hanging out with your friends, like, sadly, social media is a huge thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you've got your own business, I feel like my friends that are more entrepreneurial, they get it that mm-hmm. I'm going to be on my phone every now and yeah. then. That's okay. But other people are like, what, you're texting your friends while you're here? It's like, what, we're not good enough? It's like, no, no, this is work. It's a client. I'm sorry. Or it's this or it's that. But they need an answer now because now everything is so instant. Right. People do need an answer now. So being pe- around people, surrounding yourself by people that actually get that, yeah. get the hustle, understand that, like, you might not always be available because otherwise the last thing you need when you're starting a business is friends giving you a guilt trip for working too much. Right. Same with, like, partners. Too. I mean, like, every single one of my relationships has ended hundred percent because I work too much. And so it's like, I've, at the end of the day, I've basically chosen work over a relationship. I mean, not really. You're just choosing you. And then when the person that can handle that comes. Yeah. And, that's, and that's exactly it. Do you yeah. know I mean? But for a lot of people that can be, if you have one boyfriend go for that reason, and the next one's like about to do the same, that could totally. be a bit of a deterrent for people. Do you know 100%. what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. Which that's makes also, and I that's get also that. really a point. Yeah. So back to what you were saying in the beginning, when you were saying that, that in school everyone's talking about passions and like how if you worked for your passion it's you're never working a day in your life and like yeah. all that stuff like the whole point of the podcast is to help people that are confused about what that is yeah and kind of like identify so like how would you say that you identified that that I know you said that you had had allergies and issues with your health in the past so, like what advice would you give someone that okay um I hated school like I can't begin to tell you enough how much I disliked school it okay. was literally like a living hell for me okay right. I wasn't particularly picked on it wasn't anything like that I just hated being there I just the fact of like sitting there and just oh my god sitting there um having to read this book I loved reading so much when no one's telling you what to do exactly but then as soon as someone goes hey read this book I'm like I'm I'm out bye yeah procrastinate to to like beyond and it's like I, but it's like no one tells me anything and I'll read 10 books in a month. Oh, my God. 100%. Like, but if I'm, if you tell me to do something I am the and I'm not – or if I can't see the direct worth to this, to my future learning, good fucking luck. Yeah, like, for example, 100%. it's like, okay, you're going to do a PR course. Let's do all this philosophy and this and that and, like, start doing it. I'm like, wait, how does this relate to being in my – like, and for me, I'm no, like, like – teach I'm, me how to write an email to someone that needs to meet with me. Literally like, cannot understand how yeah. this competes. Same with, like – learning like stupid like it's like if to do a nutrition course these days like right to do nutrition Mm -hmm. which i think is crazy because nutrition gets outdated so quickly so i feel like but to do a nutrition course you have to do chemistry and physics right or chemistry like not everyone is a fucking scientist that's just really like it's a lot do you know but in your working job you're not going to use those skills particularly or like the equations Mm -hmm. so that to me i'm like i can't see the value in that right so that was hard so i was not good at school that's 
yeah, pretty obvious. <laughs> I sucked at it. Um, but I, yeah, don't like being told what to do, whatever, and all that stuff. But how I learned the whole passionate thing is like, I love fashion. I love art. I did so much art, you know, but it was sticking to other people's guidelines with it. I just couldn't handle it and I just wasn't good. At it. Like that just like fucked me up, you know, and like it yeah. just didn't, like wasn't good. Throughout all this time, I used to love like looking up random f- facts, right? My mum used to have facts. those facts. Facts, yeah, F-A-C-T. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my mum used to have, like, good old Weight Watchers, like, calorie counting era. She had, like, the calorie counting book, and I remember when she first got into it. And I'd be like, wait, wait, so there's 70 calories in an apple? Okay, cool. And I realised over time, and this sounds really stupid because I just love food. I was just so interested in, like, everything and how it worked. Um, but after a while, I was like, wait, the only shit I Google ever is, like, if I'm Googling, like, food facts, you know what I mean? I'm like, what about this? the only stuff I retain and I'm like it's really weird this is so golden because I've I've heard time and time again like everyone pay attention to what you search on your Instagram pay attention to what you search on your Google Uh, pay attention to the books that you're reading I can't tell you enough that is your answer it's it's there but I never would have thought that and no one ever told me that and I'm like if someone did tell me that I feel like I would have cut out like five years of this you know what I mean but it's like so I realized like wait I'm retaining the most weird food facts in my head ever. This is crazy. And I'm like, wait, this is ridiculous. And so I'm like, I could tell you like the fucking ca- like, like calorie content of anything basically. It was really weird. And I'm like, okay, this is great. But also then I was like, you know, of why you have certain superfoods, why they're good for you, why this is like what, what helps you, what, you know, like what's better for your hair, all those random facts. I just loved it. And I'm like, I think I want to be a nutritionist. This is going to be it. And then I'm like, wait, I can't study. I hate. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I it's really. Like, how can I circumvent the system? I'm like, and do I can't. Wrong, yeah. Not actually, be a exactly. And yeah. then at the same time, I was like, wait, I've really gotten into working out. And then it was the same thing of like, yeah. wait, there's nothing available for anybody yeah. that's cool or in like the hospitality industry. And that's how that yeah. came together. So would you say your advice is like, pay attention to the things that a million you're percent. Yes. doing on your off time? I feel like people always say like. Like, oh, my guilty pleasure is, like, watching this show. Like, what is it about the show that interests you so much? That's like, exactly what it. What is it about your Google searches? Like, why are you always looking at these certain things? Like, yeah. what is it about it that interests you like so if, much if that you, you do on your downtime? Like, why don't you make that your uptime and that can just be And that's job? exactly it. And then it becomes your job. And right. usually it's when you choose those types of things to be your job, then you're going to crush it. Right. Mean? It's like doing the food thing. Like, I've cooked forever. Yeah. You know? I love cooking. For me, it's like the one normal thing I do where I'm yeah. like, okay, stress reliever, feel like a normal person, this is great. Yeah. It grounds me. It brings me down a peg because it's like, yes, I'm cooking. It's this and that. I'm also like a feeder. I love, like, if you come over I to my house. Like, like that. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I've got a, an Italian mama trapped in me. Like, I'm still, <laughs> all my friends used to joke about it and they're like, yeah, we mama get it. Back. No, they always laugh about it because I'm just, I'm a crunk chronic feeder love feeding people it's the best you know what I mean so that's like so doing the food thing recently has been amazing because it's like oh my god now that's part of my job how cool is that I never thought it would be you know that's great So can you actually talk about that? Because I feel like, yeah, you, you've killed it as Salt with Back as a trainer. You've been doing the project by Equinox Classes. Like, how do you identify when it's time to kind of pivot and add something on that is completely out of your wheelhouse at the time when you started yeah. doing your CBD chocolates? Like, how how do you identify that being like a moment where you're like, okay, I can actually venture off and do something else that's not what people know me as right now? Yeah. Um I don't know. It's a tough one, I think. Um, mine was a little bit circumstantial as well, mm-hmm. I think. So I um, 
if you look on my website, mm-hmm. I've had like recipes up there for years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like the balls recipe is literally online. It's yeah. not like I'm hiding it from Guys, anybody. Your balls are out in the world. This sounds put funny. my balls in your mouth. Oh exactly. My God. They're so <laughs> damn good. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. So my clients, when they'd sign up to sweat with Beck and we'd like to do all their nutrition coaching, because yeah. I've always done a lot of nutrition coaching with everyone. Um, they'd be like, cool, okay, I'm like, cool, these are the recipes you need to make. Make this cauliflower pizza. Make these um, protein balls. Make this chocolate, da-da-da, right? And so they go online like, Beck, you've got to sell these. I can't be fucked making them, but they're so good. Or like, oh, you know, like, whatever, it's more accessible. So then that was like something I've always talked about. And I'm like, one day I'm going to do the balls. One day I'll make them. One day, one day, one day, whatever. Then I really injured myself 12 months ago. Really badly. It started off with a series of events. I um, broke my foot. I know it was so bad. (laughs) Um, So I broke my foot, and then when I got the cast off for that, so it was on for like eight weeks. I um, what's called herniated a disc in my back because my feet were so unbalanced, and so that began like a really shitty like six months of terrible injuries. You know, Um, accidentally stabbed myself when I was cooking. That was funny, but not really. Um, It's like the universe telling you like, hey, there's something else out there. That's not exactly what you're doing. That's exactly it. So I was thinking, I was like kind of on injury three in three months. I'm like, okay, something's not right. What's going on? I need to like, (laughs) but I was working, like I was doing 45 sessions a week. I was teaching three classes a week. And then on top of that, I was doing Instagram. Then on top of that, I was doing this. So I hadn't, I don't think I've still like, I hadn't been on a date in like a year. I haven't like, I literally had time for nothing. Do you know what I mean? I was so run down. I was going to bed at like 1am, waking up at 6am. Then I found out I had adrenal fatigue. Right. Adrenal fatigue. Right. There's a lot of New Yorkers. Exactly. Um, but it was just one thing after another, yeah. after another. I'm like, oh my God, I just feel like a shell of a person. Do you know what I mean? Um, I looked great. That was fine. Whatever. But it was like, you I was just, right. no, I felt like shit. Do you know what I mean? And also like, I was so injured. I'm like, fuck, now I can't work out like I used to. I don't. And these, your these body and physicality is literally your business at this it's point. It's basically my business. I'm like, this is not good. Not basically. Like, it is your yeah, business. Yeah, well, it is my business. <laughs> so then um, I was in a shit ton of pain. So then I started taking CBD like every day because I'd read a lot about it. And then um, what was major about the CBD thing, it was really good for the pain relief. Like it took the edge off because also I'm like, I can't like live on Percocet for four months. This is stupid. Right. Do you know what I mean? So um, – Taking a lot of CBD every day really, like, took care of the pain. But the most important thing, which I think was crazy for me, I've never been an anxious person in my life, ever, but I'm just really busy. I'm just really busy. I just live in New York. I've just got a lot going on. I've just got to do this, 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 this. And I'm, like, constantly frantically, like, I'm like, do I have ADHD? I must. Oh, my God, because I can't focus on anything because I've got so much going on. I've just got to – what – CBD made a difference for me was realizing that that is anxiety. It may not be a panic attack. It may not be social anxiety. It's work anxiety. I think it's like actually more, I feel like it, it makes more of an impact on you because it's like a silent killer. It's not enough to diagnose where you actually have to like pay attention to it. Oh my God. It's enough to like change your quality of life and it be chronic. Literally go crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I never recognized that at all. I'm like, no, no, this is just how I am. I'm just really busy all the time. And, like, I'd panic talk a lot, not in a bad way, because I used to be like, I'm so chill. What are you talking about? But then I'd have, like, once every two yeah. weeks when I'd get really overtired or really stressed, I'd just get this, like, little panicky, like, yeah. panic talk thing. And I'm like, just chill. So I that went away completely. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I didn't know this was a thing. And so instantly I had this air of mental clarity where I'm like, I'm like problem solving easier. I can assess tasks better. I can go, okay, cool. Yes, I've got a lot going on, but I'm just going to do one at a time and just get through it and it's going to be okay. That was like, aside from the pain relief, an 
absolute game changer. Even my friends are like, you are just the best version of yourself right now. What are you doing differently? And like, da, da, da. And then I had to have surgery, which I didn't even get upset over, like, which is crazy being like, you're a fitness person. This is all you do. And now you've got to have spinal surgery. Like that usually in a past life would have completely tipped me over the yeah. edge, like a hundred percent. I was like, all right, it's fucked, but it's going to be okay. It'll yeah. work out. And I just had this completely different look on life and it was really kind of nice. And I'm like, wait, I think everyone needs CBD. Like literally everyone needs CBD. And then, then you look it up and it's like stop seizures, anti-inflammatory, like the list just goes on and on, right? Uh, <laughs> even hangovers, like, like literally yeah. everything, okay? I'm like this stuff is magic. Everyone needs it in their lives. So then um, I met my friend Jill through Chance, so at Magic Mixed Juicery, mm-hmm. um, and we had a date where we were, like, walking our dogs together and because she's because we were like, yeah, we should, like, hang out. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Because my roommate. Cashew was, like, the actual cutest thing ever. Literally the cutest I'll find ever. a way to, like, he's, promote Cashew somehow. He needs, oh, my God, right? He's so, oh, my God, he's he, so he kills me. He kills me. Um, so we started by, we had a doggy date together and we're like, wait, I think we should be friends because the same views on nutrition, same views on health, and this and that. And I'm like, look, I've got these recipes I've been dying to make. And she's like, well, I've got an amazing juice bar and a kitchen and stuff. Let's make them. So then um, Jill and I got together and then we started like recipe testing them out. That was working really well, adding CBD to things. So then we started our CBD chocolates and then later we did the protein balls. And so the reason why we started doing this was because I travel a lot, but also um, snacking wise, so people being on my meal plan, yeah also even for myself it's like if i'm stuck somewhere and there's nothing to eat like it's really hard to find something that helps healthy like because there's no protein balls on the market at the moment that are low sugar at all except for ours so ours have two grams of sugar per ball that's unheard of everything else is like maybe 13 to like like 12 13 grams of sugar for it to taste so good without having High sugar Magic. The recipe Literally. is basically online. I'm not even lying to you. <laughs> <So good. laughs> um, yeah, they're really good. So um, that was great. But then also there's no chocolate. So the only dark chocolate out because I, you know, have you two pieces of dark chocolate after dinner, but it's like it's fine, but it's either kind of sugary or it doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. Ours taste great, do you know what I mean? And so that was what was really cool. And so to bring those to life was awesome. So for that it was like kind of divine intervention with timing because I'm like, okay, I my business right now is based on personal training and booty bands and working out and teaching classes and doing events and now I can't do any of that. It's like but a bit it's, of a it's divine intervention, but I would say it's I, I wouldn't want to like lose credit from you for a lot of people would see that and be like stuck and frustrated and have like analysis paralysis on what to do. Like yeah. you were very like, okay, this is the situation, this is what's happening, and this is yeah. what I'm gonna do in the meantime while I'm not physically able to help anyone else in the fitness yeah and i think that spurs from i have been horrifically independent since i was 14 and nine months right so to the point where as soon as i got a job i'm like i don't need anything from you mom and dad ever again you're not paying for my clothes you're not paying for my haircuts i'm doing everything myself and that was just my thing i'm like i don't need anybody and i think that goes back to it's kind of fucked up but it's being like i don't want to owe anybody anything ever and it's like so even it's so bad right and so i'm just so like brutally like independent like no fuck it I'll do it all myself I don't need anybody I don't need anybody so you felt the same and it's like all for everything and so I think I was so inbred in that way of thinking same with like going on a date I don't think I've I've had a guy buy me dinner maybe twice in my life like it's like I don't 
like I just don't let people pay for anything because I'm like, no, 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 I'm good, I've got it, I've got it because I'm like, I don't want to, I'm fine, I'm fine. And that's just my mentality because I'm so like chronically independent, which yeah. is probably damaging as well sometimes. But in this case, it's great. But also I'm living on the other side of the world. I can't ask anybody for money. I'm also an adult. Yeah. Like, But it's also like I, if shit goes bad, I have no one. Do you know what I mean? Like to, to like no, nothing. Yeah. So I think that mentality of like I literally have no other choice. So that's why it's like, yeah, you're going to find another hustle really quick because you have to. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah, no, that's good. So your two passions right now, your two projects, I mean, you mm-hmm. have a million, but like the two that stand out are South Beck Workouts and your CBDs. Yeah. Can you explain from the both of those two businesses what it is that like lights you up when something happens? Like is it when you have a client that reaches their their body goals or is it when someone has taken your CBD chocolates and is like I've had chronic anxiety and it's like what is yeah. it what is it about both of those things that you're doing right now that like mm. that kind of like get you going? Yeah. The CBD thing um the chocolates are great. Like that's but that really resonates with me hard right now because also I've just been through it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So for people to have just discovered CBD, if yeah. I can be, if the chocolates can be a gateway for them to discovering CBD, like, oh my God, amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just the best feeling. Like yeah. even on like a personal level, like my mum, for example, she has really, really chronic restless legs, like to the point where she's on horrific medication for it and it's been really bad for the last like five years you know what I mean um now she's on alzheimer's medication for her leg not alzheimer's sorry oh my god, oh my god i was like is that oh my god no 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 sorry like, <laughs> talking a million miles at parkinson's medication oh, wow. for the tremors in her legs and um just recently we we're in spain together and, and i gave her cbd and like we we're dosing her cbd and instant like within three days it's, it's, it's never been that good. And it's like, are you kidding me? And it's like, why? People it's like you want just, to shout it from the rooftops. Like, no, no, no but basically, because I'm like, even like, like she is like, she can't even like sleep through one night of her life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's so like on so many medications and it's like CBD makes that happen. And it's like, that's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's so hearing stories like that where people are like, I've, I get panic attacks or it's this, it's that, or it's, I'm weaning myself off Xanax because now I'm taking CBD or all sorts of things like, do you know what? Your chocolates are just fucking delicious and I love yeah. them. Or it's like, so seeing things on Instagram people posting chocolates so hearing their little stories it just like it makes me feel so good do you know what I mean it's great um the booty bands like that is a huge passion of mine as well obviously because like it's the travel fitness thing so I did those because my clients didn't have an option when they traveled at mm-hmm. all do you know what I mean either did I and so my Amazon account was going nuts buying my clients bands and they kept on breaking like every week and I'm like this is controls are so stupid so i'm like wait i'm gonna make bands that are stronger than anyone else's like so then it's like then i don't have to keep buying them because it's going to save me money in the long run i may as well just make my own so then that's how that started and so i gave them to my clients to do like little 20 30 minute workouts in their hotel rooms so they'd like train with me for five days straight spend all this money on training with me and then they go away from business for four days like did you work out like yeah i didn't really want to go to the hotel gym i didn't want anybody to know i was working out or oh i couldn't really find any classes or oh i just didn't really know what to do and so oh i didn't have time and so i was like okay can you commit to 20 minutes by your buy your hotel bed and they're like yeah i guess i can and i'm like cool so that's why these little workouts started that way 
And so building a class around that and be, like was enabling people to be able to keep it consistent. To keep going. Yeah. You know I mean? So it's like to make it accessible and to make it easy. Even like if you're a mum stuck at home with your kids and you cannot go to the gym, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is like, it's not a heavy weight. It's not going to injure a kid if it like yeah. goes flat. Like, you know I mean? It's not like, yeah. like some parent people don't like having dumbbells in their house for that reason. Yeah. I get that. So this is like an easy thing to do. Right. So it's enabling, it's like reaching the masses, you know what I mean? So it's totally. giving people the opportunity to work out when they don't have one. So I guess the passion with that is that is really amazing, but then also the thrill and the high of like teaching like a class for 150 people is like the fucking coolest thing in the yeah. world. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like well, people come out to really letting someone stay for a full hour. Like that's yeah. like I when I see people living in their passion, especially like trainers, like yeah. you are one of them. Amanda Kutz is another yeah, one. Like people amazing. people that like you could tell in the class that the energy is on another level because You've literally made their day in that one hour. And it's so nice. Do you know what I mean? It's such a good feeling. Yeah. And then it's sort of people being like, oh, my God, like I was going through a breakup. I was feeling so shit when I walked in. And then like this this was everything. I'm now a new person. I'm like that is just like the nicest feeling. It's so good. You know what I mean? It's just really cool. That's yeah. so amazing. Yes, I love that bit too. So I always mm. end the podcast with mm. asking what is your literal active ingredient as in like is it CBD? Is it basically? <laughs> is it matcha? Is it coffee? Like what? What gets you through the day? Oh, what gets me through the day? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, actually, I'm going to send you a gift of whatever it is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. I love it. Um, well, another one of my side hustles was matcha, as you know, for a very oh, long time great. as well. So, yeah. Um, so it used to be hard out matcha like crazy. I think now I think it would have to be. I daily, I do have CBD. Like, that's my thing at the moment. It's really good. But I do kickstart every morning um, with, I'm really crazy on this, is so, like, apple cider vinegar, juice of a lemon, water, turmeric, and pepper. And I swear it kind of, like, just wakes my whole system up. And then I know, like, I don't know why I've gotten such a real, even when I'm really hungover or whatever, like, I feel like it just makes, it's a game changer. So, like, the turmeric's really good for, like, anti-inflammatory and things like that. But then, like, it's waking up your digestive tract as well. So then it's like, okay, I'm ready for the day. Amazing. Yeah. So it's good. Awesome. So give us, give us your handles. Give us your little shout out right now. So oh my God. Let's go. Are. All right. Okay, so, <laughs> so the handles at sweat with Beck. So it's B E C and then websites sweatwithbeck.com. And then the food, which we're about to launch the website for. Ooh. I know. No one knows this yet actually. Um, is going to be gobasic.us. Gobasic.us. And so the brand is gobasic because the only thing basic about us is our ingredients, right? I love um, that. And so it's yeah, the hashtags for that's going to be go basic be extra. All right, so guys, extra. you heard it here first. She's <laughs> launching a website. Thanks, right, gang. Thank you so much. Thank for you being so here. much. So I much love fun. you. You're the best. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please take a second to rate and review us. And for more inspiration and quotes from the episode, check us out on Instagram at Active Ingredient. See you guys next time.